This week on Big Eyes, can you get burnt out on too much Shonen? We sit down and discuss our feelings on Shonen Jump so far this year with my hero, Demon Slayer, Boruto, Super, and so much more. But is it too much? So stay tuned for this week's episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. We are we are here today. I am I am AD. Of course, you got LJ over here. And, Sir, you know it's a, a new week. It is a new week, but I'm not gonna hold you, dog. I'm kind of depressed. Like I'm getting kind of I'm getting kind of sick of the <laughs> manga doing that to you, bro. It's not even seasonal. Man, this is not even seasonal depression. This is manga depression right now. <laughs> Man, listen. This is, what, this is what a lack of heat does to a person. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying, dog. Like, I know we've had the discussion. Oh, how do you feel about what's been going on, man? Like, how do you feel about this week in Shonen Jump? This week in Shonen? Well, like, not just this. Like, we can say this week, but like over the past few weeks in Shonen Jump, like since the new year started. Let's say that. I think that. <sighs> Okay, I say since the year has been start has started, I think we went into the year obviously with a lot of stories and a lot of transitional times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, MHA JJK is not really in transitional. I think they just, I think Akutami just has this thing where he just likes shit to run really long form and for really long mm-hmm. periods of time. I just, I truly just think that is his style of of telling a story yeah um i don't know though i don't i don't i can't really say that there's been anything that has blown me blown me away i mean i I, i've been pushing the the agenda on blue box and some other mangas that are coming up uh i think i should mind i think like these those mangas have been doing a great job of keeping me invested and interested i think that some of the bigger names are just they're just in a weird spot and they just haven't been enjoyable to read i think mha really does not do good when it i mean if we figure this out on this week on this chapter i don't think mha does has been doing well when it comes to telling the hero side of the story and i think a a, a big reason of that though is because coming out of not the 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 coming out of like the paranormal liberation from army you know yeah coming out like just this big war you know and, I, I mean? and not even just like the war i think it's just, i mean i think it's from this point on or from that point of you know we get my villain academia mm-hmm. i think we had to, i think they had something so good with my villain academia that jumping back to the heroes and especially how like the world is built in that story right now where the heroes are like no they're the underdogs right now yeah they 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 have society against them they have obviously the villains are running amok like the villains is running up the score on them and so when you're when you're looking at it 
from that point you have these heroes that you have to build up again in the in sense of yeah you, you have to make them look cool again you have to make the heroes look like cool heroes that, that are gonna come and save the day and they just haven't done that every time the villains pop up though you're like damn the villains look so cool right now yeah <laughs> like they're doing you know what i'm saying like they're they're really just they're, they're just running around doing their thing like even in this latest chapter i think the the dynamic between toga and toya and you know you know you see and toga kind of go through this kind of like you can see she's coming through some emotional turmoil you can yeah. see toya still she got ptsd on like yeah, you know like she's going through some shit and it's like she's on this teetering line of you really don't know what toga feels like we really could see a face turn you can see a turn you know what i'm saying like you don't really know what she's really feeling right now but then you bring back this you know you bring back the 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 possibility of twice and his powers you know re-coming back and then you got this possibility you know that you got toil who's still on this like man he is really trying to death like twist and turn the knife in his dad right now yeah um and then you go back to like their hideout and you you know it's obviously all for one there and still on just his menacing tip of he's just running this huge operation from the shadows and he you just see that he doesn't have there's not a i think what i love so much about all for one as a villain is that there's never a moment where he looks like he's defeated even that yeah. moment when you know the the big battle between him and uh, all might and he does lose there's never a, a, a sense of defeat from him though. Yeah. Like he never really, like he has never like taken an L in a weird way. And so I don't know, man. I think MHA, I think I, I wish that we focus a lot more on the villains. I just think that he's just been telling a better story with them. And it's just nice to get away from the hero shit. Cause the hero things has been kind of the same. Like there's not much that he's done different with them. Yeah. And I would say like, I agree with you in all, all of those points. And I will say it's interesting because of in this latest chapter, you see, um, I don't know the guy's name, but he's talking to Spinner and he brings up the point about like, you can even villains can be someone else's type of hero. You know what I mean? Like there's even that kind of point into it. So it's like, who's the real hero? Who's the real villain? You know what I'm saying? Who are you really standing up for? And I think this world has been set up to where it's like, okay, from the outset, the heroes look cool because we're following the heroes, we're following the protagonists, and we're seeing the things that they go through. But then you see like the villains coming up and you see the shift in power, you know, come about and through all of these events in the last uh, two or so years, you know what I mean? And once we get to where we are now, it's like, okay, the villains, we've seen the villains have their like growth and development throughout the story. Like we've seen like the kids have their growth and development because like those are who we are following but the villains have had just as much growth and development so when we see them take over like and put the put the world into chaos with all for one you know what i'm saying masterminding the entire thing and you know directing all of these pieces you see that he's always having a plan you see that like it's just been set up for the villain so i think in with that in uh, mind when we get into this final arc it's set up for like the the heroes to make a, a huge leap a huge comeback um and if if he doesn't take it like if horikoshi doesn't like go all out and like set up the heroes to like really showcase like you know we are heroes we are here like no pun intended you know what i mean but things like that if, if he has the ability to 
put that forth in this next arc and i think he's just setting up the pieces for it but it's just like it's weird man like i mean it be, even if you go to one piece i think wano's been going way too long yeah yeah uh wano <laughs> should have been ended like it, it's like one piece is at the point where i feel they're they're just they're doing a lot of shenanigans in one piece they're trying to they're trying they're trying to cram a lot a lot in the Wano, and I get it. I think that this is such a real big turning point in the moment in the story. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, you have two of the four emperors, and you have, you know, you got two of the four emperors, and you got Luffy. You got kind of like, you know, these other crazy backstories that are all interconnected. But I think at the same time, they're just, I mean, Oda's just on that thing where he kind of is just doing whatever with no regards to human life. He just don't even care what he's writing. It seems like he's just doing shit. I, see, I don't know about that one because it's like Oda has been going on for so long. Like, he he has so many plot details that he's trying to get through and still explain more. Like, you know, he, he wants to end the series. Like, we all want One Piece to end at some point. But because he's been trying to flesh out this grand world with this um these different mysteries and these different twists for the last thousands of years or however long like it arches back in the history of one piece you know what i mean like he has so many things that he has to take care of without actually trying to rush and spoil it and even then it's like you know some things feel like they're being rushed at other times it's like all right we've been here for way too long like why are we still doing this but when you actually go down and read some of the chapters it's like well damn like they really didn't have no time to showcase any of this stuff like we've had some fun on moments every now and again like we had some moments with frankie we had some moments with robin but like those are back characters right and we still got these other characters that we got to get through we got to get through law kid the folks who work under kaido you know what i'm saying the things that happened to the big mom's crew um those the actual history of wano you know what i mean like there's so many things that he has to fit in all at once where it's like damn Oda really be trying to like do all of this he's in 19 to, he's pages. Trying, he's trying to cram too much in, bro. But like, you know what? I'll say this though. This year so far, the biggest thing that I've learned is that I have to remind myself that end of the day, I'm not really the target target audience for these stories. Yeah. Like we're not. Like we're really not though. Like we're. I mean you know we're mid-20s or older the you know the the mangaka who are writing these stories they are they're writing these stories with the the mindset of i think i think akutami is a little different i think he's younger so he's able to kind of i mean he you, you could tell throughout his references you know he he's one of us you know what i'm saying yeah, like you yeah. know he's done the fight club references he does the jennifer lawrence you know what i'm saying like he's mm-hmm. done these little references throughout you can tell that he's definitely more in tune with pop culture and he's kind of writing these things for um in with with people his peer group in mind yeah but also at the same time shonen jump and shonen uh mangas they're written in the mind of you know for teenage boys these are for things that like like i would think my hero was the greatest shit in the world at 16 years old <laughs> I really great. would. Yeah. Like I, I really would. I would think my hero is the most amazing thing in the world. I would think that um I would think that uh something like Black Clover, like 
would probably be something gas because it's yeah you know what i'm saying like something like black clover because it's like whoa all this action like look at this like you know they, they they still do the raunchiness they still do the the big action scenes there's not it's not really mm-hmm. hard to digest like mha end of the day they they touch on some deeper themes definitely especially now but overall it's not a hard manga to digest it's not a you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's, it's nothing that's like um it's nothing deeper than what it really is yeah and i think my issue sometimes is that i think a lot of these mangas i think they they attempt but i i mean at the same time i think they do understand that you know they got older fans especially on the western side of things mm-hmm. i think there's definitely more older manga readers than younger oh yeah definitely i think that even with that in mind like um because we are becoming the age group that you know one grew up with a lot of these stories so we're following like some of the newer things but two because we're older we get the income now to actually go out and like buy these things you know what i'm saying we actually get to buy the volumes or buy the subscription service to you know actually read like you know we can go on the websites like in the old days we still do every now and again you know what i'm saying but like you know reading manga in these certain formats but we can actually like properly do these things everything is about subscription everything is about you know buying the the things when they come out you know that's how we support the release the authors all of these things and i think that's with our age group because i even just you know how we see every now and again on the timeline like sales of uh, all the different series and we just see like demon slayer jujutsu kaisen you know number one every month but like you also got to think about who is actually buying those who actually has the money to buy each volume you know what i'm saying yeah no i mean it's real but i mean also at the same i mean these kids a lot of these kids probably got some type of job sometimes you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know they a lot of, like a sense again they're teenagers it's not like they're i know they probably got some type of side gig where they're but it but no it brings up a point though that there ain't 30 million teenagers you know what I'm saying? exactly like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? so it's you know they, they have a, they definitely have a wide range but i mean i think that some of the things that you've listed are pretty special in terms of i think demon slayer is a very simplistic like it's a simple story there's not much more to demon slayer than here are these people that fight demons and that they have one demon that they're all trying to kill that demon has some henchmen we got to kill these henchmen to kill this demon and that's really it you know what i'm saying like there isn't no secret backstory of like the demon slayer core was actually once you know started by muzan and he was one you know what i'm saying like it's not like there's not much craziness to the story um you know and, and it's very straightforward i mean we even look at these i mean they did these two side stories which were absolutely amazing oh yeah um, that released on the 18th I, I think listen bro i'm gonna be real this my favorite one shot whatever y'all want to call it short whatever it's my favorite thing released so far this year we're only a month in this this is number one for me in terms of things that have been released but no like it's a simple story though and like you can tell but also at the same time they take risk they i mean they i mean obviously you look at Muzan train movie like at the Mugen train movie 
Yeah. Mean, they kill one of the Shira's. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most beloved characters on the show. They kill yeah. him. At the by the end of the story, none of them are pretty much living. I think there's probably what four survivors of the fight. Yeah, probably four or five. For five four or five survivors of the fight. Um, you know, like you know, they they take those risks. Those things happen, and it just is what it is, and they keep it pushing. There is yeah. no like deeper, like you know, what I'm saying like he wasn't afraid to kill people out there. Able to do that kind of mature thing. It was gory. There's these moments. So once again, a very good way of a, of a wide range to get younger fans into it because teenage boys love violence. Yeah. And older fans because it's like I ain't got to read this real complex ass story and I still get kind of this, you know, you know, I get the violence, I get all the extras in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think even Tokyo Revengers is is the same way, regardless of how we feeling about that ending, like they're able to kind of teeter that line I mean Jujutsu Kaisen once again does that does it well where they're able to expand their content a bit and they're able to kind of make these decisions and do these things where you can get these older fans and get these younger fans MHA I think they I think older fans are so tapped out of it because I mean they, they only did what 7 million but the thing with, but the thing with MHA though is I think MHA though when you're talking about kids MHA is way more popular with the kids let me see. Let me see MHA volume sales. I think it was like seven million last year, something crazy like that. In twenty nineteen, yeah, yeah, seven million in twenty twenty one. Seven million. Yeah. Now I promise you, seventy five percent, maybe eighty percent of those albums were from kids between the ages of <laughs> probably like thirteen and nineteen or thirteen and twenty one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. they probably got a really young fan base. But to them, like, like to them, like MHA is like uh, a, a young boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. MHA is like young boy to manga fans. Like yeah. you ask a 16 year old kid who's the greatest rapper of all time, they're easily gonna say like Young Boy or Kodak or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like that's their focal, like that's their viewpoint from it. Yeah. Obviously, they're gonna say that. You know, I think like MHA is just one of those things. I mean, and it mixes everything that's hot with kids right now: superheroes, yeah, anime. These, you know what I'm saying? Crazy fight sequences and crazy big pop moments. Um, no one really ever dies, so you could always get some type of big reveal return or someone could pop up easily. I mean, even looking at the Mirio moment, like he loses his powers, he doesn't really die. Then it's like this big war happens and he pops back up, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, like Mirio comes at the heat of this. You know what I'm saying? Like they do these things where it's like it's, it's low risk, high reward for them. Yeah, I agree. And I think. With that in mind, though, when we know, because we know the direction that MHA takes, and we also got to factor in, like, a lot of the anime stuff that happens, like, with these big pop things like MHA, when we know what happens in season six and how that's going to end, and, you know, all the details regarding that, you would think that when older people who also watch anime but may not read manga tap into that, they might be like, oh, shit, this is what niggas been sitting on for, like, the last two years? Like... I might have to catch up. What's going on here? Like, how are they finna get out of this? Cause like when we went through it, like that was really a big thing. That was a big thing that we were talking about between 2020 and 2021. So I mean, like with that stuff, I think um one of the things I would like to see that Shonen Jump has also been capitalizing on, but we just aren't really like seeing enough returns on is like the spin-off stuff because like you said with the Demon Slayer, that the spin-off thing with Rengoku and Gyu, that shit was tight. Like 
Also, shout out to the mangaka who wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Ryoji uh, Hirano. Yeah. Uh, that's really dope because, I mean, first of all, he's a year older than me, which is really tight. Uh, secondly, this is he got a one shot what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a one shot, then he had a short series. It ended in fifteen chapters, but he's coming back. He wrote this. I mean, this is. I mean, when you're talking about like real published work, what like like what he just did right here? It's probably like his second third thing he's ever done yeah and it's like, like i know it's, you know crazy. it's gonna sell bro like yeah, yeah, like this is crazy you know like this is like the second third thing he's ever done is this demon spinoff series or you know this demon yeah, demon spinoff series he did another one i don't think that was on this but it's like it was like a short comedy one it was it was nothing i think it was on one page or anyways yeah. um but he's done these two spinoff series that are amazing. Both are really great. They tell a they tell a beautiful backstory for you, and they draw in the other uh, Hashiras, and they uh, mm-hmm. another great backstory over in Goku of how he you know becomes a Hashira, and mm-hmm. I like how they both take on this um, this angle point of what does a Hashira mean to each one of them. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously, you know, uh, uh, Gyu throughout the story is a very reserved and and quiet. You know, he you could really tell that this Ashira shit's really, uh, you know, he's just here to protect. You know, they, they're both here to protect people, but yep. their their motivations and, and their, you know, uh, you their, hearts, their hearts are like in, in different places of the same thing, which is yeah. weird to say. Like, you know, they both want this same thing where they're creating peace and giving peace to a world, but their motivations behind it are two completely different motivations. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you on that. And like, you also get to see like with Giyu how, because both of them take place during the timeline of Demon Slayer. So we see like how Giyu was affected after he met Tanjiro and um his sister Nezuko, you know what I mean? And he sees like with the story following a girl who wants to meet her dad and see if he actually turned into a demon how do you you know c- come up off that and you kind of see him become sympathetic towards her and then with the the way goku stuff you see like his dad was a hashira and how he, you know one of the demons fought his dad back in the day so now he wants revenge and it's an all-out fight from there so you see kind of like the passing the torch with him it's it's a, both of those like tell some really good stories and like flesh out those characters that we really didn't get a chance to see in the main line of Demon Slayer. And that's why I'm like, I like the spinoff stuff. I like seeing like in Vigilantes, we see more of all the side heroes. Like we see Fat Gum, Aizawa, Mirko, all of them in like their own things. I, I love when we get these sides. Even like, remember with the Promised Neverland, we got the the Isabella and Crone chapters. You know what I mean? Like, Oh man, listen, Demon Slayer definitely has space and room to make a to do a, a I think a full spin-off series. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have enough story at least. They have enough backstory. I wouldn't want them to do nothing. I, there's nothing I truly want a sequel for. The only thing I want a sequel for is uh The Promised Neverland. That's because like the the human world is so much like that's fucked up on its own. Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely love to see a sequel for The Promised Neverland, but I I do agree with you like uh, well, let me think about it. Because there's nothing really backstory wise. I mean, unless they do the whole like how the deal came in place and like what the world was like beforehand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. even then though, like 
I think we got enough of that in the in the original story. I think seeing how they try to survive in the in the human world and like mm-hmm. them having to deal with the human world, pro- like we, I mean, we saw a glimpse of the human world. We're like, it's like it's kind of fucked up yeah. here. These niggas got corona too. Like shit. <laughs> I'm saying, dog. When I first saw that chapter last time, I was like, "Well, damn!" Like, yeah, the niggas, niggas, (laughs) niggas living different out there. (laughs) But yeah, no, I feel what you're saying. Like, I'm trying to think about in terms of what's in Shonen Jump right now, and like far along enough to where, you know, what would you want a spinoff from? Because, like, with My Hero, we got Vigilantes. That's about to end. They do got, like, the side team-up mission stuff. And that stuff is kind of fun. But, like, it's not really, like... It's really low stakes in... So, I'm saying... I think that's my issue. I think... I feel like I've just turned into the biggest My Hero hater. But I, I will still tune in and talk about it every single week. And, and it's... it's, it's <laughs> It's frustrating. I guess I feel that I've just turned into a grumbling old man about this. Um, but it's like you said, it's they're not really taking much risk. There's no real risk they're taking. I think I, I think that's why I enjoy Vigilantes though, because yeah. it, once again, it's a pretty straightforward story. Like you get some. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have been able to get Vigilantes without my hero because it tells you know it tells all the backstory, it tells whatever, but. I don't know. It just—it's more much. It, it feels like a more mature story. It yeah. feels like you know, like they're dealing with real life shit. So a part of like most of the story, Pop trying to figure out like legit. There's like a whole arc in there where Pop's just trying to figure out how to make some bread. <laughs> <laughs> Not like for she, real. Like she's just trying to like learn. Like she's just trying to hustle. Like she's like, man, I, I gotta figure out how to make some money. Like I don't. And I'm like, damn. I'm like that's. That's a real life ass thing, but like exactly. they tell it, in the, they tell it in a, in a in a way where it's like, how would a how would a person with super in a superhero society with powers, how would you use your powers and make your ass some money? Exactly, right? you know, like that's a real like that's a real ass question that I would like. No, I would, I would never thought about that. Exactly. Also, they're older. They're older. They, you know, they're older in the story. I mean, but there has been a jump in 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 terms of older protagonists. I, I mean, we brought up Kaiju number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shit, Sakamoto days. Sakamoto is like what? Oh yeah, he, he's like forty. I think he's like thirty. Man, he's like man, he old, he mid thirties. Yeah, like thirty seven. Yeah, he got to be somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and I, I think there is a shift that's happening in turn in in having more mature uh content or more mature stories. You know, push, but. I don't know, man. I think I don't think Shonen jumps in a bad spot. I just wish that it wasn't such a a clog up top. Yeah. Well, so here's the funny thing because I I've seen some discussion on the timeline also about like Shonen in general, and I think it's like, are is Shonen is it easy to burn out on Shonen? Like, oh yeah, super easy, <laughs> super easy. Because how come on, bro? Like how many weird haired main protagonists that has to come back and fighting from like having no powers can we really deal with? These main protagonists be having no death to them, bro. This is just screaming and vibes and violence. <laughs> like I could only take so much. I can only take so much. We need a shojo jump, nigga. Man, <laughs> listen, listen. 
I wouldn't mind reading some. I need, a, I need a shoujo jump. That's what I need. I need nothing but cute. Like that's why I be reading. Like, I mean, that's why I do. Where like been reading or trying to read more shoujo manga. I need some recommendations. I need some. Or like more slice of life stuff. From you know, what I'm saying? I that's why I like Blue Box so much. Cause Blue Box is just like that's real emotion. Ain't no power in body. Like, Ain't no violence. They're just trying to figure life out. Yeah, I just, exactly. I, I, I think I've been growing to appreciate more of the fact that end of the day, I understand this is manga. I understand that, but you gotta tell me a story. You know, there's yeah. only so much that cool panels can do for me. Yeah, like you know, you even looking at, at, at like. Baruto and Dragon Ball Super right now is kind of a, a an example. I mean, it's a bad example, I feel like, but it's an example of two mangas kind of doing the same thing, but in different ways. Yeah, and, and it's so sad because it's like, when you think about both of those series, they technically don't need to exist because they're sequels. Like, they already told their story, but they're just adding on to, like, the world and, like, adding more layers to what they've already established. Like, even with this latest chapter of Boruto, like, we kind of know how it starts, like, the, how the story of Boruto starts, because he's fighting Kawaki and, you know, something happened to Naruto. But, like, in the end of this chapter, we see that they're having this fight right now, still as their kids. They aren't teenagers yet, but Boruto got stabbed in the chest. Like, this man is bleeding out on the ground right now. So what's really about to happen, you know what I mean? Like, with the super thing, it's like they're they're telling a different story. Like they're adding more layers to, you know, establish things, and that's kind of cool. That's all right. But at the same time, it's still just like action and vibes. Like you can't escape that with with, with Dragon Ball. That's just what it is. Oh yeah, I mean, but like man, Brawl I think Brawl at least trying. I mean, I wouldn't say Super isn't trying. It's just like. It's so Bro, it's Dragon super, Ball. Super, it's just Dragon Ball. That's why I'm like that. Super is. I think my issue with Super is that they are continually trying to recapture the essence that Z has, and it's not like the magic isn't there. This doesn't have the magic that Z has because I think Z was one of those. Z was one of those everything the the stars all completely aligned for Z. Cause Z provided so many first for so many people and for yeah. so many moments and so many things for for Western anime. And Z was the like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people remember that first Saiyan transformation. We remember that. And I think they keep trying to do that, and you're like all right, how many times can we actually do this before it like actually loses its 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 luster? But like, even know, with like even like even thing is on like Ultra Instinct. Like, was Ultra Instinct really that like cool when we first saw it? Like, it I looked mean, cool. Like outside of the, I'll say the best Ultra Instinct moment is when that fool wrote that that uh, the Kamehameha against. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, that was probably that was the, the hardest. That was the hardest moment all just had. Yeah. Was like these transformations ain't really nothing new though. It's not. It's like oh, his hair color has just changed. Like even now with this with gas and and, and granola and all that, um, like 
You, yeah. you get the you get the granola not granola you get the gas transformation like he hasn't but tapped it, into his power it's like a it's like a cell shit though it's like a cell thing it's yeah. like now he has this perfect form now you know what i'm saying they always go now he goes like he has his base form he got it's like it's really imperfect yeah. but you see that he's way stronger than now he's on his perfect form it's the same like once again they're trying to consistently capture this essence that z has and they can't do it z was just one was just one of those things that was like a once in a month you know what i at least give gt respect because gt was act like as bad as it was or people say it was they at least tried some different shit it didn't click Bro, I don't even know about that because he tried. Made nigga, they made this nigga a kid again. They introduced niggas being in hell. They introduced the Dragon Balls having some type of limit. And like, you know what I'm saying? Then like all these now you got all these dragon, you know, the Dragon Balls actually got real dragons in them that you know what I'm saying? Like Shinron got all these multiple different forms. Uh baby, you kind of go back to the the Android shit. Like they tried something different. You can't really say any of those things. I mean, outside of baby. I mean, nah, because all of all of those things. Baby was like this. baby was like boo and and androids mixed together. I I, I gotta disagree with you because GT GT blended Dragon Ball and Z together to come up with what it did. Because like when you think about GT, it start because Goku starts off as a kid. You know that's the the essence of Dragon Ball. They tried to go back to the roots of like exploration. But this time, this nigga's in space. Now, who does he have along with him? He got Trunks and Pan. So it's like they try to capture the little exploration part of Dragon Ball. But in addition, it's it's in space. So it's kind of like that very... You remember the early Dragon Ball where it's Krillin, Bulma, and Gohan traveling to Namek. And that's what that first part of GT is like. And then you get into, of course, the baby stuff, which is probably the most interesting thing in my opinion. But it still feels like android shit and then we actually get into android shit and the stuff with hell kind of came up in z like it's, it, it it does remix a lot of things so i don't know man like i think it, it just seems, because it seems that they try to at least they tried a little bit more with with gt i mean i don't because here's the thing bro like i think just with super in general it's a little too late it's a little too little too late because we didn't have all of these great series that have already come out and like told the remix of Dragon Ball, but better. Like we've seen better transformations in uh, Naruto. We've seen those things happen in Bleach. You know what I'm saying? We don't had the era of the big three plus some come out before Super decided to start uh, even releasing. So I think like just with Super in general, we already know like, okay, like what's more complex than, you know, the basic stuff that z told us like what are you doing with super so when we actually get into like okay it's sort of about vegeta they're sort of trying to they nerf gohan also, hey, like, man, hey we're also we gotta tap into the super chapter because like obviously it was just nothing but granola and gas fighting nothing yeah. really happened but why did yeah. gas gotta punch vegeta first <laughs> that is kind of funny that was funny vegeta <laughs> was just standing on the sideline took an l like off of just like he wasn't even doing shit yeah, was crazy. nah, fucking Goku nut that this nigga, a buck that this nigga, he nut. He was like, oh shit, had flashbacks about Bardock. Man, that shit was crazy. Yeah, but like that, that was really all that happened in that chapter, and that's why I'm like, uh, Super is still like in this moment of, you know, there's still no Frieza. What's really gonna happen after oh, this yeah, arc? Like. Never gonna bring free- 
man, listen, they've talked so much about Frieza just to knock the helm. He says he's not here already. I'm, what's the point? Exactly. What is the absolute point? Um, yeah, I ain't with it. I am not with it. But that's why I'm just like, man, like, because I've been, like, I, even with all of the stuff in jump, I, I just finished Twin Star Exorcist, bro. And even that's like Battle Shonen and vibes. It has a little romance in there. But these niggas are just called exorcists for the sake of being called exorcists. They pull up a taz talisman and these niggas transform. Like they have like the designs are cool, but it's really just action in hands and the whole time. Like the story is eh. I don't know, man. Like a lot of things in Shonen Jump just ain't hitting with a, a story anymore. Like I like Undead on Luck, because they're at least like trying to have fun while they're telling a story and the story isn't really being left out like they're they're pulling you along for the ride um even with ayashimon like that's start, just starting out but like you can see like the story details are there even though our main character is character is simple as hell you know what i mean but it's it's just something but about- no but like, i think like you said though i actually might have some actual story to tell yeah they're getting into the gang yeah yeah it's like they're getting into the gang warfare like really for me man like i don't expect a lot from the main character i really just the main character is just the person that we're gonna center the story around yeah but, no and not even that the main character is the person that has the most approved to me yeah that's what the main character is you got the most approved because you're supposed to be the strongest you're supposed to be like you have the most room for growth Everybody else I know has a cap. Every support character has a cap. You can't like let the support character ever get, you know. And I think with that though, they understand that and they're like, okay, cool. We're just gonna like we can keep him stupid. We can keep him, you know, say all he needs to do is get better at fighting as he goes along. But let's just you know what I'm saying? Let's just keep it no like let's let's tell the story around him then like what are we can we do with these characters around him to yeah. tell this other bigger story we can keep him like this he can be minimal he can be all this everything else around him has to be elevated yeah you know what i'm saying and it's like i'm fine with that i am perfectly okay with that i am perfectly okay with the main character really being a hands-off main character yeah i think i think manga and stories like that are are I, I find myself being more geared towards stories like that, where the supporting characters, the characters around them, have played such a bigger and integral part of of, um, of, of the story and how the story progresses and pushes forward. That and that's why that's why I think like Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece can be held in like that same type of tier and regard because they're hands off with Yuji. Like we get a basic setup for Yuji, but then you start to get involved with everybody else with one piece like luffy has his crew and everybody else in the world that he comes up against like we know the basic setup for luffy but do we really even care about that and then when we actually get into those moments where we're supposed to care like it's just there for a hot story moment and that's it like it's not the focus we're focused about everybody else around luffy you know what i mean so i think ayashimon is one of those ones where it because of how it's set up originally i think that is going to be one of those things where we can tell the grandest story not grand like because it's going to be small scale because it's like the the demon side of tokyo or whatever also did you that's what i wanted to tell you did you see like the little voice acting thing for ayashimon i gotta send that to you that shit kind of played like jump released the um it's like a two minute video of voice actors uh playing out the first chapter of ayashimon Oh and, really? That's hard. Yeah, and the the voice actor for the main character is Bakugo. 
I, I think that if once you hear it, you'll see like, okay, this this really does have the makings of a, a really good story. Oh yeah, here for it. I'm here for that. But yeah, man. I don't know, man. I want to tap into like I, I've been trying to build up a list of other things that aren't like Shonen Jump heavy, just because of how I've been feeling, man. Like I want to read this Oshinoko because it has the same writer from Kaguya-sama, and I'm like, oh shit, really? Like, oh really? Yeah, man. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Like, it's yeah, man. I think we're just in a different space for for a lot of manga and Shonen Jump right now. I think we just need to, you know, let things build up, or at least like get into something different. Here it is. That's cool. That's nice that they did that though. Yeah. Yeah. Just try some other shit. I don't know, man. Just try some other stuff. Ain't ain't too crazy. I ain't asking for much. <laughs> I ain't asking for much. But nah, man, I think, I mean, the the perils of being a, a, a shonen show, the the things that come with shonen just being the, the main genre of anime. Yeah. That's the know? other thing is, like, because I mean, shonen is so easy to digest, like, it's That's the, what I'm saying. It's very easy to digest. It's, 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 there, a lot of these things have zero to no, like, to little like real real substance to them yeah and a lot of them are able to get away with with shit because they're so action-packed you know what i'm saying they have they're 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 able to have these big pop moments or all these things but and i mean once again i think end of the day though i think uh, you still have to have a good story yeah you know like you know like you still have to have a good story I think the issue of my like once again going back to my hero is that they I don't think they're good week by week. Mm, mm-hmm. Week by week they're not fun to read. Well, arc yeah. by arc, if you read them as a you, you take it as a like as a whole instead of the part, it's always it's always better to yeah. me. Yeah, I think you it's a better especially I think it's a better binge. Like though the 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 arcs in between may not hit the same. I think once you actually go back and review and binge everything that happened, it's like, oh shit, this is actually kind of nice. It's just, it takes so long to get to that point where it feels satisfactory. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel satisfactory in the end because of like, okay, well now we're at this point. What's the next thing that's about to happen? Like, okay, they're setting up so much details for this week by week. We gotta worry about Aoyama being the traitor. We gotta worry about how we're gonna get him to be a triple agent. We gotta worry about like what's going on on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Setting up all the pieces in motion for the last what like month and a half, two months really. It's, it's so much with my hero that is like it, it isn't fun but i think that's also why we have to tap into like the other stuff like blue box has definitely been fun to read lucid samurai is in their war bag right now but like that's still also kind of like it's it's trying to still be interesting in its own way i think the like the surprising thing is like with ppp like the 6p one um it's really looking like it's about to be a hit i don't know like but we just it, oh, it's, it's music it's music it's music and we're reading manga like it that's one thing i will say about a lot of series also like a lot of the more recent series have been able to kind of give details that you can apply to real life if you don't understand like the concept of something like i feel like the manga if if you're kind of applying it like it does it could be exaggerated as all as much as it wants to be 
like that's that's all fine and dandy you can go research it on your own but like i think at the same time like you have to be able to have something that you have to have a concept that you're explaining very well that the reader can easily understand and be pulled into your world with you know what i mean like we we understand curses in a such a way but like when it gets to that point where jjk needs to explain how shit is actually happening that's where it's like okay we got to sit down we actually got to draw out all these things that's where jjk gets kind of funky in in its bag but at the same time like those are just also excuses for like the crazy shit happening i think with my hero just being superheroes that's that's so basic and generic in, in general like i have a power i'm a superhero or I want to be a hero because I'm I'm special in this certain way. Like it's it, those those type of things, you know what I mean? No, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'll say this: I'm very excited for the new stuff, though. I think a lot of the newer stuff. I I just man, I wish there was just more way for the, like there was there was more of a clear runway for them, you know? Yeah. On Shonen Jump. I mean, I actually got the cover though this week. Shout out to oh them. yeah, yeah, second anniversary. Shout out to them. Two yeah. years. Yeah, man. They're looking good. That's an, I mean, that's another fun one. I like the comedy. I like. I, I love Mashal. It's hilarious. I love mm. the dry humor. I love the fact that they don't take themselves serious at all. Like none. Yeah. None at all. Like even when they're trying to be serious, they're like, "This is a complete joke." <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But man, listen. I think this is gonna be an exciting year though for for SJ. I think just once the newer series really start having some more I mean I JJK and MHA are about to end now. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be proactive in what series are gonna try to push up more once yeah. these two end. Yeah. It's Chainsaw really Man ain't coming in in this one. Chainsaw Man, yeah. I mean, we got to what, summer for Chainsaw but, Man? But they're not even coming in like regular Sony Jump. They're going to the Kaiju number eight plus stuff. Like, so they're going to be with Spy Family and Kaiju number eight. Chainsaw Man is? Yeah. Fuck. Nah, but man, he shows up for work, though. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not too worried. He shows up for work. It's not like we're going to be going, you know, 21 days between chapters. Oh, yeah, no. The one thing I am afraid of is like him taking two chapters to explain like 10 seconds worth of the scene. Like, I I'm afraid of that. No, I can't be afraid of that when fucking Akutame does that shit for 18 chapters. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because when you think, but nah, like, no, like, I'm talking about specifically for the gun devil shit. I'm talking about for the gun devil shit because it was like, it took him two chapters to go through gun devil. And I'm like, damn, son, like, this is where we at now. Man, he'll be alright. He'll be alright. Fujimoto shows up for work. He does his thing. Yeah, he does. He does his thing. So, but nah, man, that was a fun discussion. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, shout out to everyone who, who stuck around for this episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. As always, you can make sure you follow us at the Lookout. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube also, and follow us on Instagram, um, the Lookout RNC. And make sure you follow RNC Radio Live and you know do your thing over there. Uh, Overly Medicated is back, which is super dope. Um, shout out to RSPN. They'll be dropping same day y'all hear this. So NBA NBA's uh, being a nice little drama show. Oh, yeah. This is great. Uh, 
Shit, I'm trying to think what else. There ain't really nothing else to plug. Hey, AD, what's the sign off? You already know. Please read more manga, watch more anime, and be on the lookout only on the lookout for the Big Eyes Podcast. <laughs>